It is not enough for love to be shared. It must be shared freely. That is to say, it must be given, not merely taken. Unselfish love that is poured out upon a selfish object does not bring perfect happiness. Not because love requires a return or a reward for loving, but because it rests in the happiness of the beloved. And if the one loved receives selfishly, the lover is not satisfied. The lover sees that his or her love has failed to make the beloved happy. It has not awakened the capacity for unselfish love. Hence the paradox of unselfish love cannot rest perfectly except in a love that is perfectly reciprocated because it knows that the only true peace is found in selfless love. Selfless love consents to be loved selflessly for the sake of the beloved. In so doing, it perfects itself. The gift of love is the gift of the power of the capacity to love, and therefore to give love with full effect is also to receive it. So love can only be kept by being given away, and it can only be given perfectly when it is also received. To love another is to will what is really good for him. Such love must be based on truth. A love that sees no distinction between good and evil, but loves blindly merely for the sake of loving, is hatred rather than love. To love blindly is to love selfishly, because the goal of such love is not the real advantage of the beloved, but only the exercise of love in our own souls. It does not seek the true advantage of the beloved, or even our own. It is not interested in the truth, but only in itself. It proclaims itself content with an apparent good, which is the exercise of love for its own sake, without any consideration of the good or bad effects of loving. It is clear, then, that to love others well, we must first love the truth. And since love is a matter of practical and concrete human relations, the truth we must love when we love our brother is not mere abstract speculation. It is the moral truth that is to be embodied and given life in our own destiny and theirs. This truth is more than the cold perception of an obligation flowing from moral precepts. The truth we must love in loving our brothers is the concrete destiny and sanctity that are willed for them by the love of God. One who really loves another is not merely moved by the desire to see him contented and healthy and prosperous in the world. Love cannot be satisfied with the anything so incomplete. If I am to love my brother, I must somehow enter deep into the mystery of God's love for him. The truth I must love in my brother is God himself living in him. I must seek the life of the Spirit of God breathing in him. And I can only discern and follow that mysterious life by the action of the same Holy Spirit living and acting in the depths of my own heart. Welcome to People and Place. My name is Mason. I just read from the book Called to Community in the chapter Love, written by Thomas Merton. This book is a collection of uh, authors all thrown together around the subject of community and building community and relationships. Uh, and this chapter by Thomas Merton I thought was very important right now. So I hope you enjoyed the reading and uh, here are some of my thoughts. The inevitable progression of time is arguably the most humbling realization one can come to. This experience we are going through uh, being the pandemic is un 
unprecedented in our lives, which means that moving through it and out of it, uh, however that'll look, is uncharted territory. And through it all, there are some serious precautions and questions we need to ask. In the situation where we can observe an other, uh, someone or people other than ourselves, I think that we have already lost the idea of love. This reading from Thomas Merton reminded me of this idea. Uh, There will be continued division regardless of the time in history we occupy. The persistent challenge we face is knowing how to manage that othering of people and, uh, and ask, why are we so proficient at it? Why are we so good at creating divisions amongst ourselves? For those of us who ascribe to the way of Christ, there is no room for that concept of formulating uh, how we are distinct from others around us, at least not in the way of thinking that we are all welcome in this so-called kingdom of God. Uh, And for those of you who think that's a bunch of nonsense, just disregard it. Uh, But I think you would agree that any time that people are making distinctions or divisions, sorry, between one another, that it can lead to uh, dangerous results. And to tie this concept into the show name, I have always thought of myself to not fit in with my hometown very well. This is a self-idolized image of who I am and inherently false, honestly. Uh, Although the way I may think and believe is unlike many around me, it does not mean that I am separate. I appreciate the sentiment Merton presents where he says, if I am to love my brother, I must somehow enter deep into the mystery of God's love for him. It is truly a mystery we need to enter into and contemplate. How are we entering into that love that God has for these people? Um, And how am I able to show that to them? And that's not something that comes very easy to many of us, including myself again. So continuing on, the way Merton begins this paragraph is by stating we must love truth before we can love others. Uh, This concept of truth can be tricky and has been subject to many debates throughout history. Uh, In this instance, the only truth we must acknowledge is that God loves all people and this creates the necessity for people to reflect that reality of truth uh, to others, which is through loving them selflessly. In times of uncertainty, this can be nearly impossible. But with the reminder that Christ is in those people, no matter how difficult it is to see, we must do what we can to unveil it. And if we do so well, they may even begin seeing Christ in themselves and others. Um, There's that profound realization that um, when you are being loved well and being seen as an individual, you're able to enter into the collective and reach out into the lives of other individuals and bring them into that uh, collective love that Christ has to offer. And by no means is this concept an easy one to embody. (laughs) I've been on this big kick of embodiment for a little while. And uh, my wife just recently pointed that out to me that I'm saying that word a lot. So it must be something that's on my mind. Uh, And obviously, it's something that I struggle with uh, continually as I develop more more thoughts. And um, how are these thoughts of mine being 
embodied or how are they um, being brought into reality in physical ways? And I think that's crucial for thoughts. Thoughts don't do a whole lot of good unless they are being somehow lived out. And I've talked about that in previous episodes as well. Uh, so some people spend their time, their entire lives professing Christianity. And I admit that some of them are further away from the truth of loving one another uh, and the image of God and others than people in other religions, whether that's atheists, Hindu, Buddhists, Muslims, or even some cult leaders. So I don't know if that seeing the image of God in others is necessarily restricted or limited to um, the religion of Christianity. I do think that Christ has a paradoxical message that isn't really reflected by other uh, faith or spiritual leaders. So uh, I'd love to have a conversation about that with some people too. Uh, But that's where I am right now. And who knows in 10 years, maybe that'll change. But in this time of regrowth or finding our rootedness again throughout this chaos of a pandemic, uh, we should run towards the truth uh, quicker than ever. The continued efforts we need to find ways to give love to those who may need it is going to be seen and also more difficult to do right now than it was before. We need to exert legitimate effort into discovering ways Uh, those around us may receive unselfish love and be really creative in figuring out in the time of uh, isolation and social distancing, how do we do this? Uh, Something not mentioned here and a concept that I've discussed with a few friends before is that this selfless love to that for this selfless love to occur I think most of our embodiment of love needs to come from a collective. I'm sure I'm unsure if this selfless love that Merton speaks of is capable on an individual basis, at least uh, from what I've seen, it's extremely difficult uh, to not turn that loving act or that selfless example back on ourselves. And this is likely uh, just a sign of immaturity in myself. And hopefully as I mature and grow in wisdom, I'll have a better idea of how to love others that isn't sort of um, building up my own ego. I'd love to have this conversation and hear your thoughts on the idea. Uh, As I was saying, when it is difficult to love one another in our current state because of economic inequality, differing ways of progressing into the future, use of resources, or the plethora of other reasons for othering, remember the image of Christ is buried deep in all of us. Uh, Or at least that's how I like to see it. Um, And that image of Christ to me is something beautiful. So uh, for those who don't ascribe to uh, spirituality or Christianity, um, what is the image within each person that is beautiful, that is leading you to love them better. And this can be extremely hard in times of scarcity or in times of need or in times of entering into the unknown. So I want to encourage everyone to to look for those opportunities, look at how we can be selfless uh, and love the people around us and care for the legitimate needs that are 
probably more obvious than ever in our communities. So thanks for listening to this episode. If you want to continue this conversation, get a hold of me at any of the social handles in the episode description or email me. The email is also there. The music from this week uh, will also be in the description. I haven't decided what music I'm going to play with it yet. Uh, So check there for that. And in conclusion, let us go now and be attentive to the people and places we interact with. May we love them in ways that manifest peace, goodness, and beauty. Thank you for listening to People and Place. Peace. Peace.